0: Okay, feel free. Let's have some fun. I love to worship Jesus. No name the measure of your word, for there is no one like you, risen Son of God, holy is your name, Lord, your name, and holy is your name, Jesus. your name, Jesus, and holy is your name. been restored to the love of God I thought it was the end but it's just begun and I'm a sinner saved the grace of God Not for what I've done For what I've not You, my Jesus, my strength. Down to the Holy One, I bow down to the man, and I bow down to the word. down to the Lamb, I bow down to the Holy One, Jesus, I bow down to the Lamb, and I bow down to the Worthy One, and I bow down to it.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
2: You, um, would you raise your hand if you take uh, high blood pressure medication? Okay. So there's a few of us here. Um. Can I have some folks go and lay hands on... So keep your hand raised, please. If you take high blood pressure medication, we're probably going to need a lot of folks to go pray because there's a number of folks here. So go, if I could. This is not everybody gets to play kind of thing, right? We all get to pray for each other. So Andy, get in there. Go go pray for your prayer. Go pray for people. Somebody back here. There's a hand here. hand here. High blood pressure medication. Am I missing anybody? Did you raise, you raised your hand. That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean God can't heal it. Yep. All right. Ryan, would you go lay hands on Tammy? Okay. So, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Lord. Lord, we were, um, we were praying earlier before service. And, Lord, I was reminded of when you spoke to the winds and the waves, and you said, Peace, be still. And so, Lord, this, um, this raging blood pressure, this high blood pressure, this blood pressure that is escalated, Lord Jesus, we just speak into that in the name of Jesus. Lord, we say, be healed. Lord, we speak peace to these bodies in your name, Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you come and would you touch these bodies, Lord God? Lord, would you... Um, would you ease the tension and the stress in the body? Lord, um, just as we were singing, uh, this, this whole song is about submitting to you, Lord God. Lord, would you bring these bodies into submission to you, Jesus, and bring your healing? Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord. Come, Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you just, Lord? I just sense your presence, Lord. Would that that peaceful, that kind of that restful that that um, that just sense that you want to to be with us, that you are close to us right now, as we're we're praying for healing, Lord God, Lord? I just ask for each person who's being prayed for right now, Lord Jesus. Lord, that they would just sense your presence in this moment. Holy Spirit, that you would rest on them, that they would know that you are with them and that you're here to heal. Lord, in Isaiah, I believe it's 53, it tells us that by your stripes we're healed. Because of what you suffered on the cross, our healing comes. And that's not just our spiritual healing. You want to heal our physical bodies as well. So, Lord, we ask, would you do that? Would you fulfill your word? Would you fulfill your prophecy, Lord God? We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're here with us, that your presence is with us, that you love us, Lord God, beyond anything we can even imagine. Thank you for meeting us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. If you guys sense that you're supposed to continue to pray, please just keep praying. We've got all the time we need for the Holy Spirit. Um, Tammy, would you give me my, just this chorus, maybe, while fi- folks are finishing praying, and then we can go on? Thank right you.
0: Now. <laughs> down to the land. I bow down to the Holy One I bow down to the Lamb I bow down to the Holy One I bow down to the Lamb say and He is jealous for me He loves like a hurricane I am a tree bending beneath the weight of It's just... the grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. So heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss and King, I am a tree. Just praise you, Jesus, our healer, our provider, our protector, and how you love us like no other. Thank you, Jesus, for that, Lord. Amen.
2: It's had a scripture I wanted to read. 1 John 4, 9-10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Um, It's this crazy thing when you imagine like we didn't even know about God and he loved us. (laughs) Like that's just so, that's so big. Uh, Lord, we love you. We thank you, Jesus, for all that you did for us on the cross. For how you meet us and sustain us every day, Lord God. Lord, I ask that we would Um, continue to honor you this morning as we we go through your scripture, as we hear about your son, Jesus. Lord, we're grateful. We're we're a grateful people. We're grateful for a loving God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Um, If I could get everybody to stand up real quick. Just go ahead and stand where you are. Um, I'm going to get some stuff switched over here. If you could, please just introduce yourself to someone maybe you haven't met before. Say good morning, share your name, and I'm going to get stuff kind of switched over over here. Okay, if I could have you guys kind of wander back to your seats, please. I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm going to use my handheld today. I checked the batteries in the wireless, and but for some reason it's not working, so we're going to go old school and use a handheld. Um, got a couple of announcements. This coming Saturday, March 19th, 3 o'clock here. If you're a young person, if you're a youth, show up here. They're going to have a short message and some hanging out and some food and some fun activities. So if you're a young person, this coming Saturday, March 19th, 3 o'clock here at the church. And I think, if I remember correctly from when I spoke with Kat, you guys are going to meet like over here in the West Sanctuary, I think, is what what you're going to do. Um, also, we have Easter coming up, happens every year, or at least we celebrate it every year. Uh, so that's the 17th, just know that we're going to try to have some fun activities, we're going to have some food before service, there's going to be a photo booth if you want to like do some silly faces and get your picture taken or whatever, I don't know, I never do it. I'm, I'm for it, I just don't participate, it's a, it's a little bit like karaoke. I'm for karaoke. I love people, so I don't sing. <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Um, also, just kind of as a reminder, we're, we're reminding you as we're moving forward. Um, There's going to be a future point where we are going to be switching service around. So we'll be starting with announcements, followed by the message, and then after that, there's going to be a time of worship and ministry. Also, we're going to be, each Sunday, having a time starting at 10 o'clock before service, where we have some coffee over here and some light snacks. It's a time to hang out meet each other a little bit Sunday morning, like this five-minute thing that we did, you know, in between other stuff going on. It's just not really time to get to know people, Um, so we wanted to kind of have a little more time for that. Um, I would like to start this morning by talking about Bruno. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We don't talk about Bruno. I'm just kidding. There's a few of you who got that, but... (laughs) if you have younger people, or you work at a school, you know what that is. Uh, We're going to talk about Luke (laughs) and Jesus, Uh, the Gospel of Luke. Uh, So, as we've been going through this, the passage that we're landing on today is probably one of the more well-known, if you want to say, famous passages in Scripture where it talks about being fishers of men. And there's been, I, I personally, uh, I've been a follower of Jesus most of my life. I've been in lots of church services, and I've heard lots of messages on being fishers of men. Um, and so, here's my challenge to you this morning. Don't just say, yeah, I've heard this one before. Let it be fresh. It's a little bit like John 3.16, right? John 3.16 is an insanely powerful message. God gave his only son to die for you. I have a son. No thank you. I'm not giving up Cormac for one of you. I'm not. Sorry. I love you. I care about you. I think you're amazing. I think God really loves you. God's got a lot bigger heart than Dusty which is why it's so amazing that he's God and I'm not. That's a very good thing. But like me giving up my son Cormac for one of you guys, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Abraham did it, right? He like made it all the way to the altar and put his kiddo up there. I still have a hard time squaring that in my head. I'm just being transparent. Like if God asked me to put my son on an altar and drive a knife through him, which was how they were sacrificed. I don't know. I'm just being, I'm being really sincere. I'm being really transparent. Um, I can't imagine doing it. Like, in my head, I can't go there. Um, However, that's what Father God did. That's what Yahweh did with his son for us. That's a big deal. And so when Jesus is here on the earth and he's calling people to him, it's a really big deal. So I just want you to kind of have the gravity of what Jesus did, the immensity of what Jesus did in your head as we read this scripture that has been read so many times. On one occasion, Jesus was preaching to the on the shores of Lake Galilee. There was a vast multitude of people pushing to get close to Jesus to hear the word of God. He noticed two fishing boats at the water's edge, with the fishermen nearby, rinsing their nets. Jesus climbed into the boat belonging to Simon Peter and asked him, Let me use your boat. Push it off a short distance away from the shore so I can speak to the crowds. Jesus sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished... He said to Peter, Now row out to deep water to cast your nets, and you will have a great catch. Master, Peter replied, We've just come back from fishing all night, and we didn't catch a thing. But if you insist, we'll go out again and let down our nets because of your words. When they pulled up their nets, they were shocked to see a huge catch of fish, so much that their nets were ready to burst. They waved to their partners on the other boat for the help. They ended up completely filling both boats with fish until their boats started to sink. When Simon Peter saw this astonishing miracle, he knelt at Jesus' feet and begged him, Go away from me, Master, for I am a sinful man. Simon Peter and the other fishermen, including his fishing partners, Jacob and John, and the the sons of Zebedee, were awestruck over the miracle catch of fish. Jesus answered, Do not yield to your fear, Simon Peter. From now on, you will catch men for salvation. After pulling their boats to the shore, they left everything and they followed Jesus. It's this beautiful picture of Jesus meeting them right where they are and using what they knew Right? using what they knew to speak to them. I love how Jesus does that. and He does that for each and every one of us. He meets us right where we are in a way that we can understand. For me, that a lot of times is like nerdy stuff. If any of you have seen Spider-Man, Dr. Octo-Octavius, it's funny how Jesus meets Peter, or Simon, excuse me, and then says, hello, Peter. I love how Jesus, all throughout Scripture, and I, I, think of, I think of Saul who became Paul, and all throughout Scripture how God, people are given one name, and God changes it. God changes their name. He speaks into their true identity, and he calls it out. And God wants to do that with each and every one of us. He wants to call out your true identity, your identity in him, who you are in Jesus Christ. And it might not look like what you were before. And that might confuse some friends. It might confuse some family. Because they're like, you were like this, and now you're like this. So what happened to you? Why are you different? What has happened? And you know, to me, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity. I feel like sometimes when when people are questioning us, our emotions sometimes get get riled up. Right? None of us. How many people here like to be questioned? (laughs) Right, George? You do. You raised your hand. I was going to question you. Are you sure? Because I've got questions. Who's the best character on Fortnite? What? You're going to do me like that? All right. All right, George. Okay, I'm letting it go. Most of us, we don't like to have our motives questioned. We don't like to have how we are questioned. We don't like people to say, why are you like this? Or why do you do that? Or how come you're this way? Right? Instantly, like, at least for me, guard kind of goes up and I'm like, well, why, why are you, like, attacking me? Right? It feels like an attack, right? For some of you, it might be like, why don't you go get drunk anymore? How come we don't see you at the bar? And God's changed you. And God's transformed you. And they don't understand. And so my encouragement to you is treat how God has changed you and transformed you and made you a new creation as an opportunity to share Christ. We'll kind of come back to that a little bit later. So these guys were just fishermen doing their everyday job when Jesus showed up. I work at a school. How cool would it be for Jesus to show up, waltz into my office, I fix Chromebooks. Maybe he'd have a Chromebook in his hand. Say, hey, my Chromebook's not working. Oh, by the way, I'm Jesus. I want you to stop fixing Chromebooks and start fixing people. Come follow me. Right? Or something. I don't know. I'm just making a crazy analogy. But, like, what would it be like for Jesus to literally show up at our job or at our school or at our house? And that's what happened to these guys. They were fishing, doing their everyday job and Jesus appears on the saying the kingdom of god broke through. And guys, the kingdom of god is breaking through in our lives each and every day. We just have to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Um, I may have quoted this before. It's one of my favorite things from but C.S. Lewis says big miracles are God written, writing in large letters the small miracles that happen every single day. Your very breath is a miracle from God. We have to be able to see where God's kingdom is breaking in. How many people have ever been fishing? Who here fishes? Anybody? A couple of us. Some of us have gone fishing. So you know there's no guarantees, right? Like, if you go fishing, there is no promise that you're going to actually catch something. My son and I have been skunked a number of times where you go out and, uh, well, it was a nice day at the lake, you know, or on the river. Like, there's just no guarantee. However, there's things you can do as a fisherman. It takes patience. You have to have the right bait. Like, if you're going fishing for catfish, you don't use the same bait that you use for catching a sailfish in the open ocean. They don't eat the same stuff. They don't like the same things. One of them's a whole lot bigger than the other one. And so you have to have the right bait to catch the fish that you're going to try and catch. And so for those of us who are wanting to usher in the kingdom of God and share the truth, beauty, that is Jesus Christ with others, we have to recognize who our audience is. Who are we talking to? Earlier, I mentioned Fortnite to my friend George. I knew he knew what Fortnite would be. I'd be willing to bet there's a few of you who don't know what Fortnite is. But because I was talking to my friend George, that was a place that we could understand each other, that we could connect. That was the right bait to get my friend George's attention. Bob, are you going to ask what Fortnite is? It's a video game. Yeah, primarily played on consoles. You play against each other. It's PvP and PvE. I'll explain what those things mean later. <laughs> There's a few of us who, yeah, anyway. I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit trail because I could go really far down that rabbit trail. By the way, just in case anybody online wondering or one of you young people, my Xbox gamer score is over 100,000. Like, I'm not kidding. It literally is. Because I'm old. I've been playing a long time. But see, there's certain bait. There's certain things that connect with different people. And understanding what that is is important when we're sharing Jesus. Right? Because different people live in different places. And different people have different experiences. And it's up to us to know that. John sixteen eight through 14 says this, when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin, because they don't believe in me concerning righteousness. And I'm going to the Father, or because I go to the Father, sorry, I have it memorized in my head in a different translation that I put up here. That was my mistake. But uh, because I go to the Father, you will see me no longer concerning judgment. Because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you can't hear them right now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine. And declare it to you. See, each one of us knows through the power of the Holy Spirit who Jesus is. Jesus had one message, and the Holy Spirit has another. We need the full expression of God Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All of them are important, all of them work together, all of them are are the perfect example of community that exists. And there were things Jesus had to say. And there are things that the Holy Spirit has to say to us. And it's up to us to hear that and to listen. You know, what is sin? What is brokenness? What is, what is something in my life that is keeping me from really serving God with everything that I have in me? Well, the Holy Spirit can show me that. The Holy Spirit can speak that to me. The Holy Spirit's the one who reveals Jesus. And, and guys, that takes a little bit of the weight off of us, too, right? Our job is to just tell people about the good news of Jesus Christ, that we can be free, right? That we can have freedom in Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit's job to land the fish, if we want to continue with our illustration, right? It's the Holy Spirit's job to... Speak to those hearts and draw them to Christ. The scripture also tells us that no one comes to Jesus except through the Holy Spirit. So that's his job. But I know so many people who are trying to reveal Christ to their friends and to their family, to people they care about, to people they know, and get really frustrated and get really hung up when it's, when it's not working. It's not your job. It's the Holy Spirit's job. So Chillax. Slow down. It's okay. I love this. There's a quote um, by St. Francis of Assisi that says, Preach Christ at all times and when needed, use words. I'm also going to read a scripture about using our words later, but it's a both and. Our very lives. How we live. Who you are at your job. Who you are in your family. What kind of a parent you are what type of a friend you are, all of those things speak Jesus. You are preaching as you live your life as a follower of Jesus. That's both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> when I, I, I've talked before about when I had my big truck, and every so often I might be a little bit of a bully in my big truck. You know, if I want to get over, and I'm driving this big, you know, hopped up Ford F-150, and some guy's in his little Subaru. I'm going to get over. Now I'm in a little car. It's the other way around. It's not easy. It's all right. I'm I'm a grown man. I can handle it. Most days. But it's our job to just show Christ through our lives, show Christ through our words, See, I'm fully accepted and saved because of the work that Jesus did by that costly grace, what he went through on the cross. I'm joined with him, scriptures tells me, that when I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I'm joined with him, and that his righteousness is given to me despite anybody looking at my life and seeing all the ways I mess up. And there's plenty. And if you ask my wife, she could show you most of them. Like, there's, there's lots of ways. But despite that, it's the righteousness of Jesus that saves me, that is my salvation. My obvious failures of my faith and repentance, sometimes I have really bad motives. Sometimes my motives just aren't in line with the kingdom of God. They're not. Because I lose sight of my identity. I lose sight of who I am in Christ. And I do things out of wrong motive. It happens. More than I want, it happens. But it was one of the most freeing moments. Gosh, so much freedom in this. One of the most freeing moments of my life to recognize that, yes, I am completely and utterly unworthy of God's grace and mercy. I've failed over and over. I fail every day. And I'm still given the forgiveness of Jesus Christ despite my brokenness. Even though I can know how ugly I am sometimes inside. And I'm not worthy of God's forgiveness He gives it to me anyway. And guys, that's good news. That's good news. How many times does it take for us to hear that we don't have to be perfect? You don't have to be perfect, you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to live a life of success followed by success followed by success. You can fail, and God loves you. I don't know of any other relationship like that in my life. God's amazing grace, his unfathomable forgiveness, his mercy that is new every morning. Honestly, a lot of times I don't even know what to do with that. Like it's too, you know, wrapping your head around how somebody could love you, even in spite of all that you've got going on. I don't know about some of y'all. I got a lot going on sometimes, especially up in here. And, And God takes me. He's like, yep, I want that. that. That broken down, busted, old thing that you are, I want that. You're my people. I want you to be one of my family. It's huge. Romans 10.14 tells us, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Fishers of men. There's good news, you guys. It's, it's good. It's not good advice. It's good news that Jesus came and that he loves us. And that he wants us. And we just have to accept him. That's good news. And news that we should share. Some people, and I've, I can honestly say I have said this myself. Say that the Bible's a manual. Good advice for life. The problem is I think that's putting us at the center of the scripture. That's putting us at the center of the gospel. I know I'm going to maybe be killing a few sacred cows here, but that's what Scripture says. If the gospel is all about us, our feelings, our happiness, our relationships, and on and on, and the Bible just becomes a manual to help us, that's a false gospel. The true gospel is not about us, It's about Christ and Christ alone. I hate to tell you this, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. We got this so that we could know God. Is there some good advice in here for living? Yes. If you don't work, you'll probably be hungry. (laughs) I think in Proverbs it's, no, I, I have it memorized in the Old King James. Go to the ant, thou sluggard; consider her ways, and be wise. <laughs> I don't even know if I know what a sluggard is. I'm assuming it's lazy person. Um, but like, is there good advice in there? Yes. Does it explain to us how we can come to know Jesus? Yes. What's more important, good advice or knowing Jesus? It's knowing Jesus. God wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants to save you and restore you. He, like Jesus did with Peter, who was known as Simon, wants to call out your true identity. He wants to speak into you and tell you who you are and how he sees you and that you are his beloved child and that you're family to him. There's some of you in here who you don't really have family. Are your family so messed up that you really don't even know if you want to be a part of them? Guess what? If you're a follower of Jesus, it's not the only family you have. You have family in him. And you also have family here. And this family here is messed up too. And we fail each other. And we do things that aren't the best. And we're human and broken and And sometimes make bad choices. Right? I mean, that's real. Church can be super messy sometimes. I, probably like many of you, at some point in my life have been hurt by people in church. Been hurt by pastors. Been hurt by leaders. Sometimes it was actually their fault. And sometimes it was just me feeling too important. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like church was about me, or God's kingdom was all about me, and as we were just talking about, it's about Jesus. This book's not about Dusty. If this book was about Dusty, it would be much smaller and much less interesting. It's about Jesus. It's about showing us God. It's the best book ever written because it tells us about the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the Am, the one who was and is and will be. Yahweh, Jesus, our Savior, the Messiah, the Holy Spirit who walks alongside of us each and every day and helps us know who God is and how we can fit into God's plan. That's so much better than a book about me or a book about you. So much better. I've read some biographies. I don't really like them for the most part. My brain goes to sleep. I'm so glad that from Genesis to Revelations, this book reveals God to us. All throughout, Old Testament to New, there is a thread of the divine that goes through it. It's good news. So, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And how has He shown His trustworthiness? What did it mean for Peter, James, and John on that day when Jesus walked into their life and changed it forever? And do you have anything that might be holding you back? from following Jesus. And could that change? It says, when we read in Luke, that they dropped their nets and they followed him. My question for you this morning is this. What in your life are you holding on to that you need to drop to follow Jesus? What do you have in your life that you're holding on to that you need to drop so that you can really follow Jesus? We're going to take a moment in quiet. I'd like for you to close your eyes and listen for the Holy Spirit to speak to you and reveal to you if there's anything that you have that you're supposed to let go of, that you're holding on to, For the disciples, it was their nets. They were holding on to their nets. They were holding on to their career. They were holding on to their job. And they dropped those nets so that they could follow Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you come and meet us? Lord, may your kingdom break in in this moment. Jesus, would you reveal to each of us what we're holding on to that we need to let go of? so that we can follow you and be fishers of men. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Thank you, Lord. Um trying to figure out how to say this. Uh, there's, there's someone here, um, and don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or point anybody out or anything. Um, but there's someone here who, there is a really old hurt that you are actively working on with God to have healed. Um, and God just, he wants you to know that he sees you, that he is joining with you, that 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 old hurt was really deep, and so it's, it's going to continue to just take some work to heal. Um, And the Holy Spirit just wants to encourage you not to be frustrated with the process. Push into the process. Push into what God is doing. Um, Allow the the Holy Spirit to continue to heal that hurt. um, Because it's it's gonna continue to take some more time. So don't don't believe the lie from the enemy that God isn't doing anything about it because it's a lie, and it's not true. It is a lie. God is healing it, and it's just not happening as fast as you think it should. Um, and it's, it's emotional pain, um, and there was um, some kind of, of um, verbal abuse involved, I don't exactly know what it was, uh, but that was part of it. And it really like kind of tore into how you see yourself. And just know that God sees you, the Holy Spirit sees you, that he values you that you're worth fighting for, and he's going to continue fighting for your healing. He's not going to stop. There's, um, there's that one song, God, like God won't stop or something like that. I don't know. But like it talks about how he's going to kick down walls and break down doors and that he's never going to stop coming after you. And that's like an anthem for you. The Holy Spirit is not done until he's done. So let him continue. Continue to um, put yourself before him. And fight for your healing. Um, sometimes God just heals, and sometimes God just makes it right. And then sometimes we we gotta join with Him and fight for it. And God is really, really not able to lose. So He's just gonna keep coming for you. He's gonna keep fighting with you for that to be healed. Um, Lord, I just, I speak your healing, God. Lord, I, um, but not just your healing, Lord. I, um, Lord, for anybody who that connected with, Lord, I ask that you bless them with tenacity. Lord, I ask that you bless them with endurance. Lord, I ask that you bless them with courage. Lord, I ask that you visit strength, On them, Lord God. Lord, I ask that you would fix in their mind a deep sense of purpose that you see them and that you're worth fighting for and that God loves you and that God cares about you and that God is not going to quit and He's going to continue to work towards your healing and your restoration until your identity matches how He sees you. He's not going to stop. And he's not going to quit until you find a place of peace. It doesn't mean that there won't be scars there, but you're not going to actively be hurting. And so, Lord, would you come? Would you do your work, Lord? Lord, only you can heal a heart to its fullness. Only you can create a new heart in us and transform us to truly make us a new creation. So go, Lord. Make that happen, Jesus. Make that happen, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Tammy, could I get just you and Richard maybe just something chill? Um, if I could have some of my prayer, folks, would you guys come up? Uh, Aaron, could you, would you share what you, what God was speaking to you?
3: Yeah, lots, lots going on this morning. So, um, I had a picture during, worship of um, Death Valley. How, m- how many of you guys have been to Death Valley before? A couple, right? I was there as a teenager, and uh, our minivan broke down, and we got towed into uh, Las Vegas. So I'll tell you about the story some other time. But um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty barren place. But um, a few years ago, there was additional rain that fell, and there was a super bloom. I don't know if you guys saw that. And it's like once every 20 or 50 years, enough rain falls, and there's all these hidden seeds that are in the ground, and there are flowers everywhere in Death Valley. And um, I, just, I just felt like, um, you know, there's these verses in Isaiah and Psalms um, about um, springs in the desert, um, life where there's dryness and barrenness and nothing, and... I know even, even recently there's been some things where you know, God might have started something in me like as a teenager and then all this time's gone by and then all of a sudden I'm discovering, oh yeah, that's, that's happening now or there's, there's this thing that um, I'm passionate about or that I'm seeing God do. And I wonder for you and, and us how many of us have these things that are sort of dormant that God might want to um, water and bring out. And um, so if you're, if you're feeling thirsty or you're feeling dry or you're feeling like, you know, there's these things that God spoke over you years ago um, that you haven't seen happen, um, there might, you know, might, this morning might be a time where you start to see some of those sting, things sprouting and coming to life. Thank
2: you, Aaron. So if, if that resonated with you, I want to encourage you to come and and get prayer. Um, we're going to start off. Trey, could I have you? Would you mind coming up? Our friend Trey is getting surgery this morning. Hip, if I remember correctly, hip surgery. Not this very morning, not right now. We're not going to lay him out. <laughs> Dr. Anderson will, no, <laughs> it's not a surgical theater, <laughs> um, but I would love for us collectively as a church family, Trey's part of our family who we love, um, although I don't know how I feel about the fact that he can cook better than me, but I'm, I'm letting it go. Um, no, it's true. He makes a mean hamburger. I can tell you that right now. It's, it's really good. It's see. Yeah, he's getting props. Uh, let's pray for our friend Trey. For the surgery, that God would would be with him, and Lord Jesus, Lord, we love Trey. Lord, we love who you created him to be, the man he is, um, the the Christ follower that he is. Lord God, Lord, I ask, would you, um, through your Holy Spirit, would you guide the surgeon's hands, Lord? Would you keep him safe? Would you wrap him, Lord God, in? Um, whatever the supernatural version of bubble wrap is while uh, he's having surgery, that, that all of him would just be safe, Lord God. Lord, that he would come out of this restored and healed. Lord, as he goes through physical therapy, that it would grow strong again, that, that things would um, start functioning the way you wanted them to function, Lord God. Lord, um, we just ask that his body would just fully and totally accept this replacement, Lord God. Um, And, Lord, that he could just kind of go through life feeling like he was supposed to, Lord God. And so, Lord, we just speak your protection over him in the name of Jesus. And, Holy Spirit, would you, um, I've experienced this in my own life, would you join with our efforts? Um, Lord, kind of like the boy bringing the fishes and the loaves, how we bring something to you and then you make it so much more. Lord, would you do that with these doctors, Lord God? Would they bring to you what they have? And Lord, would you take that and would you make it a miraculous work, Lord God? We just ask that you cover him, Jesus. Lord, we love him, we care for him, and we want to see his full restoration, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. We love you. Um, So if anything this morning was connecting with you, if um, the word I had, the word that Aaron shared, if it was something in worship, if you need healing, if you need prayer for healing, whatever it might be, I want to encourage you to to come up and get prayer this morning. My friends here are amazing. I'm going to go back and unmute my my worship team friends here and uh, just encourage you guys to come and get prayer. Don't walk away today. If God's been doing something with you, don't walk away today without letting him continue to do that, okay? Be brave. Put yourself in front of God.